following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. We are back live across Michigan on a broadcast presented by Superfly Hayes, our executive producer, and the Michigan Sports Network. He does a good job. Solid guest lineup in a moment. Doug Karsh, voice of Michigan football, on the win over Ohio State and also the matchup with the Hawkeyes on Saturday on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, Big Board, Michigan. 23.5 point favorite over under 35.5. I don't like either one. I don't. Michigan just needs to win. They're, they're, even with still being number two last night, they just win. They're number two. They're not going to lose any ground. Just win. I don't care if it's 10-7. We'll talk to Karsh, also Tim Twentyman, DetroitLions.com columnist in 20 minutes on the Lions and the Saints on Sunday. Scoop Jackson, ESPNChicago.com, one of the better... NBA insiders. I see him on almost every NBA documentary. Scoop Jackson's on it. What about the state of the NBA? Just jack and threes, no defense. Like I said, there's five or six teams that interest me. We'll talk to Scoop also about the Pistons. Why are they the worst team in the NBA again? Keith Langloy from Pistons.com and our weekly conversation presented by the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police as we spotlight the incredible men and women who serve and protect all across this state. Sergeant Fidel Morales from the Kalamazoo Department of Public Safety will join us. We also rolled out our Honolulu Blue huge question of the day presented by the Coppercraft Distillery. By the way, Honolulu Blue is served up at all Lions games at Ford Field. An adult-crafted cocktail, blue raspberry lemonade and vodka. Ask for it at your local restaurant, pub, bar, or at your local stores throughout Michigan. So the question is, how many Pistons games have you watched this year or been to in person? I'm curious. 1-866-838-4843. That's one 838 huge That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, and opt in on that huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21,000. Tomorrow, Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire, one of the co-hosts on the Detroit Lions podcast you can find on YouTube. I think they go live tonight. Jeff will join us. We'll break down the state of the Lions, talk about the Saints game, NFC North and more. That will be tomorrow between 3 and 5. Lomas Brown will also join us uh, with Josh Garvey from Doran Mayhew. Then on Friday, we'll have a Big Ten Championship preview show with Chris Ballas, John Borton, Clayton Safey, Anthony Broom, and Doug Skeen, all from the Wolverine.com. Speaking of the Wolverines, Doug Karsh, sports radio guy during the day in Detroit. Play-by-play voice of your undefeated 
and second-ranked Michigan Wolverines. Big Ten title game on Saturday night against Iowa. And Doug, I was uh, in that stadium Saturday. I, I don't know if there's been a more electric, emotional, uh, and just loud crowd than I've ever heard at the big house. Comparable to 2021 for sure. I, I, I do have to question your selection of that panel on Friday. All those jokers going on, skiing, ballast, safety. Basically, Borton saves the day, doesn't he? Kind of level-headed. Borton's like the valedictorian of that class, and the rest are just yeah. dumb jocks. <laughs> <laughs> A uh, good group of guys. Um, yeah, I mean, 2021, the victory of Ohio State was comparable. The one was obviously this thing with um, the backdrop certainly added a next level of intrigue. I feel like the last month has been real housewives of the Big Tenish. But at the end of the day, I mean, they what they overcame in terms of not having their coach and um, you know being able to still go out there and play the way they did. And I, you know, I came away awfully impressed with Ohio State, as I imagine you did as well. Uh, that's a heck of a good football team that does a lot of stuff right and certainly were um, you know gave Michigan everything they could handle and vice versa. I think it's you know what what you've kind of come we've come to expect out of Ohio State, and that's the one thing about this entire Michigan run. For all those years, a better part of two decades, it felt like Ohio State was way up here. And the question was, would they ever come back to the pack, or could anybody rise up? In the last three years, it feels more like Michigan rose up than Ohio State fell back. I mean, going into this game, okay, last three years going into the game, Michigan and Ohio State going into the game and combined for a record of 64-2. and two. Mm. Yep. It says it all. I mean, that's why Ohio State, it will be interesting. I think the only way they get in if Florida State loses, uh, they Oregon will get in if they beat Washington. Michigan obviously is in the college football playoff, beating Iowa. Alabama beats Georgia. Does Georgia still get in at four? You have Texas. If they beat Oklahoma State, they already won at Alabama. They're – if everyone just wins, Florida State through, you know, Washington, Michigan, and Georgia, it's simple on Sunday for the Final Four. But if there are losses, it could get crazy. It could get crazy. We sat down and went through some of the ramifications. And this is, you know, it's weird because it's the last year it'll be like this. <laughs> because if it were a year from now, Michigan or Ohio State would be preparing to play again in Indianapolis. And they could play again in the playoff. Right? I mean, it's just wild how this is. In the last, I don't think anything has changed as rapidly as college sports, college football has changed in the last few years because it's just starting. They're taking on an NFL model, and some people think it's about time, and others who love the college game before all these changes felt like it was, you know, it's, it wasn't necessary. But at the end of the day, yeah, chaos could reign on Saturday. It it really does feel. I mean, like we talk about how a year from now there's going to be four playoff games, and then. You know, the, the four quarterfinal games and the semifinals. This weekend feels like playoffs, right? I mean, there are teams playing playoff games. Oregon and Washington are playing a playoff game. Georgia and Alabama are probably playing a playoff game. Texas is playing a playoff. I mean, these are all games with playoff ramifications. So it's going to be it's going to be wild. That's why I don't think Ohio State has a shot at getting into the Final Four this year. I don't. Probably not. They need a lot to have happened. I mean, I sat down and looked at all 32 scenarios, and I think Ohio State got in on two of them. Um, so, I mean, I mean, stuff can get 
it weird if one if everybody looks bad? If, you know, if there's some teams that struggle mightily and don't look good, specifically Florida State. Um, but Ohio State may need Florida State to lose. I don't know that a 13 and 0 Florida State team that looks bad with a backup quarterback gets jumped by a 11 and 1 Ohio State team. But yeah, I mean, there's there, it's going to be hard for the Buckeyes to get in. I would not I would not bet on. Doug Carr's voice of Michigan football. He's getting prepped for the Iowa matchup Saturday night, Big Ten title. Could be the Wolverines' third straight and also third straight trip to the college football playoffs. So if we look at that first Big Ten title team under Harbaugh who went and got trounced by Georgia to last year's team that really gave away the TCU game in the first half to this year's team, where is this year's Michigan team better or worse than the previous two years. You know, it's funny. I've given this. I've been asked about this a lot, and I almost feel like they're they're the same. I think maybe JJ this year has more playmaking overall, and you know, Colston Loveland, uh, Jim Harbaugh called him their Travis Kelsey this week. So, I maybe those two areas. I think that they're better. There's no Aiden Hutchinson. There's no David Ajabo um, on the defense. The run game isn't as gaudy as it was last year, but I think they go into this postseason kind of with a similar chance they've had the last couple of years. Now, if you're a Michigan fan, one of the, the, the pieces of really good news is that Michigan doesn't have to beat the 2021 Georgia Bulldogs. They would have to be, or the 2022 Georgia Bulldogs, they have to beat this Georgia Bulldogs team. And Georgia very well deserves you know their their position in college football right now, but I don't think they're quite as good as those previous Georgia teams. Now, if everybody holds serve and Michigan beats Iowa and the Pac-12 winner ends up the number three seed, you're looking at a probability that Michigan is playing in the Rose Bowl against Oregon and Washington, and those are two great, great offenses. Michigan's defense, I think, is the strength of the team. But, you know, how will they handle a Michael Penix or a Bo Nix-led offense? Those would be, I mean, that might be a bit of a toss-up of a matchup. Doug Karsh, voice of Michigan football. Enjoy that trip to Iowa. Hopefully we're talking about Michigan back in the college football playoff next week. All right, you enjoy Borton and the and the dumb Oh, yeah, I will. A valedictorian, Johnny Borton. There he is graduating. Uh, Chris Ballas, again, uh, will be nominated. Oh, yeah. He's not cloud without doubt. Literally, literally, he looks like Nicholson as a joker at times. <laughs> Try and get on a golf course with him and tell him he owes you money after the seventh hole. Good luck with that. I, I, I got to tell you, Ballas on the golf course is oh. getting to complete all 18. That's, oh. a, that's an accomplishment. I'll, I'll say this from our fall football summits, which we got to get you up uh, next year to Tullymore with Skeen, Superfly, myself, and Ballas. The the stories that come out of uh, those two-day extravaganzas are borderline uh, hangover meets the neighbor uh, meets Animal House. There you go. I agree. I'm sure that's the case. It's unbelievable. It's all guy code. Hey, Doug, man, I always appreciate your time here on the Huge Show. No problem, Huge. Oh, yeah, Doug Carr. She's a good guy, man. And settled in well with John Jansen as the voices of Michigan football. On the way, Tim 20 men, DetroitLions.com. What about uh, the 10 days off, the Saints and the Lions on Sunday? NFC North, when could the Lions clinch? We'll talk to 20 men next. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge.
Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks Checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerckPerks.com, member FDIC. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he is a managing shareholder at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew at the end of the year. And with the merger, there is growth and a chance for you to fill an executive or other high-level finance-related roles, either at Bean Garter here in downtown Grand Rapids or over at the Dorn Mayhew World Headquarters in Troy or at any of their offices across the country and around the world. They have a national specialized talent pool with ideal candidates for long-term placement, ongoing support for post-placement success. So if you're looking for that next chapter in your professional career, talk to Josh Garvey and the team at Bean Garter. Easiest way, you can call Bean Garter, ask for Josh Garvey, or go to their website, B-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-R.com, or look for Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew, on Facebook and on Twitter. Don't miss holiday deals at Meyer. Shop select Lego play sets for 30% off. December home holiday indoor decor is buy one, get one 50% off. And December home holiday ornaments and lifelike trees and Phillips lights are 20% off. These deals and products won't last long at these prices. Head to Meyer today to shop holiday deals in one stop. Plus, pay the same low buyer price no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Cheer for my friends from Coppercraft Distillery. Now they're a Michigan-based company, and they have a message for anybody 21 and up. You're going to want to get hooked up with this Honolulu Blue, a premium can cocktail. Vodka, blue raspberry lemonade. This special limited edition can cocktail is available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes, our executive producer. We do have our Honolulu Blue Huge Question of the Day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. How many Lions games have you been to this year? How many Pistons? How many Wings? How many Tigers? I'm just curious. It's really about how many Pistons games you've been to and how many you've watched on TV. This team is... They've hit a new low. They really have because there's just a lack of effort. And they're losing to dog teams. Keith Langloy, Pistons.com, will join us in about an hour. Scoop Jackson from ESPNChicago.com. Tim Twentyman, DetroitLions.com in a moment. So you can join us 
on air on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. Tim 20 Man is standing by from Allen Park. Let's talk about the Lions from Thanksgiving to the Saints on Sunday in New Orleans. How you doing, Timmy? Good. How are you? You know, after the three and a half ugly quarters against the Bears and then the unbelievable final four and a half minutes, I thought the Lions had the wake-up call with the short week for the Packers traveling in and the Lions getting that day advantage that they would take care of business on Thanksgiving Day. And it was just really ugly start to finish any explanation that you're hearing from Alan Park or just your own observation? I mean, just a stinker. I mean, when you play three games in 11 days, I think something like that can come up. Certainly not an excuse, but they were just sloppy. Um, credit Green Bay. They came in. They had a good plan. They got after Jared Goff. And look, when you lose the turnover battle, they got lucky against Chicago. That was 4-1. to one. Uh, Usually when you lose that differential by three, you ain't winning a football game. And um, they got lucky, you know, on Sunday, and it, it bit them again on Thursday, and they weren't so lucky this time. So, you know, I think they they talk it up to you know one of those games. Um, they got a chance to kind of regroup, have a little buy. They got healthier, um, and they're going to go back at it on on Sunday, and they expect to play much better football. So, when you take the time to get the legs back, and you mentioned the three games in eleven days when they lost on Thanksgiving to the Packers, what do you expect Sunday in New Orleans? I expect a much better effort. Um, I expect a football team that's not going to hurt themselves as much as they have been uh, with some of the penalties, obviously the turnovers, which we talked about, um, and, and just some of the mistakes that have been a little bit uncharacteristic of what we've seen um, You know, the previous nine games. Um, I expect them to be better. Like I said, they're healthy. Um, they should have their five starting offensive linemen back. Uh, we could see Bruce Irvin for the first time. Maybe that gives them a little bit of a boost on the edge defensively. Um, and so, you know, sometimes you need a game like that. You need a little bit of wake-up call. You start beating your chest a little bit. You win a few weeks. You think, um, you know, you can just show up, and that's not the case in this league. And so um, Dan Campbell's excited about this opportunity. Obviously, he's going home, um, won a lot of games in, in the Superdome, and um, I would expect a much better effort from Detroit on Sunday. Who are players, as we look at this stretch coming up, with the Lions with the three games and the loss column lead on the Vikings? and the Packers and the Vikings losing those last two to the Broncos and the Bears really is a bonus to Detroit. A lot of people aren't talking about, uh, but what areas need to be better uh, the rest of this season for the Lions to have a shot at winning a playoff game? Well, I think they've got to manage their, their pass rush and their coverage a lot better. Um, you look at the 23 sacks that they have, that's ranked 26 in the NFL. Um, and really, when you break it down, I mean, 18 of those came in three games huge. So, you know, there's been no consistency with the pass rush. They've been held without a sack in four games this year. So I think that's got to get better. Um, you look at their three losses, and Lamar Jackson, Geno Smith, and, and you know, Thursday with Jordan Love, they were able to just sit back there in, in the pocket. They completed 75 of 100 passes for over 1,000 yards, eight touchdowns, no picks, and 135 passer rating. That's what happens in this league when you let guys sit there in the pocket. You can't pressure them. Um, nobody can cover for that long. So I think that's got to be 
one of the big emphasis um, with this team. And then, you know, getting some of those takeaways on defense, the big plays, the game changers. Um, they've got to get back to doing some of those things, punching the ball out. Um, you know, they've gone a few games now, you know, with, with limited takeaways. And those are such huge plays in this league. So, you know, guys like Cam Sutton, um, guys like Aiden Hutchinson, I, I think Lions need, you know, some of their playmakers on defense, the guys that they count on to step up and, and, and make some plays. Because I think we're, we all feel pretty confident especially when the offensive line is healthy, that this offense can go and score points as long as they take care of the football. So improving that pass rush, what would you do? What, what would be the adjustments? Because I get that Hutch has seen a lot of double teams, if not triple teams at times. Uh, I look at that, and I also look at when he has a clean pocket, Goff is a better quarterback. Uh, what's the quick fix here dealing through injuries and what personnel the Lions have? Well, I don't know there how much you can do. You know, obviously they made the decision not to upgrade um, in terms of the trade deadline. Again, we talked about earlier. We'll see what what Bruce Irvin can bring. I talked to him this week. He's excited. He's in football shape, um, and he thinks he can add a lot. He thinks there's a lot in the tank. You know, James Houston is a guy um, who we've seen at practice kind of working his way back. That could be an addition in December, but I think it just comes down to guys winning their one-on-ones. You know, guys like James Pascal, who was a second-round pick last year, a guy that they've counted on. He's healthy. I haven't heard his name a lot, you know. Guys like John Kaminsky, um, who does a lot of the dirty work, but, you know, find a way to make a play, too. I think it just really comes down to you know guys having to win their one-on-one matchups and, and do it more frequently. Seven twenty, man. DetroitLions.com. You can follow everything Lions twenty four seven at DetroitLions.com. Are they a playoff win ready team? When you look at the Lions right now, I think so. I, you know, I think they can score with anybody. And if that game's at home, um, we've seen what kind of advantage Ford Field can be. I think that's why they want to win this division so bad. They want to play that first game um, and potentially more at Ford Field. I think it gives them such a huge edge. I just think when they can score the way that they can, um, I think they can beat in any game, and I think they can win any game. And if you mix in a couple sacks, a big play, a key takeaway with how much you know, confidence they have in their offense, I, I think they can win a game, especially at home. Yeah, they're in a battle right now for the two or three seed. I think it's going to be tough to catch Philly. They keep having these uh, comebacks, which are unbelievable against quality teams. But, you know, tied for second. They don't have the conference tiebreaker with the Niners right now. Three seed will still keep you away more than likely from the Cowboys, and you'll get a home playoff game. So, you know, three up in the loss column on the Vikings and the Packers, that is huge, Timmy. Yeah, it's huge. Uh, the magic number's down to four, right? It's been a long time since so wow. we start counting down some magic When was the last time we talked about magic like numbers with the Lions, right? <laughs> it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's good to start doing that stuff. Just stay on pace. Obviously, there was a hiccup there on Thanksgiving. Uh, that happens, um, and but you can't let it build. Right? You can't start this thing where you start talking about a losing streak. They've been good all year with bouncing back after a loss. They'll need to do it this week to to lower that uh, magic number, keep three games ahead of um, of Minnesota, who's on the bye, and and then you're rolling. And and all of a sudden, week sixteen, week eighteen um, are, are very important. I'd say week seventeen at Dallas too, but you got Minnesota, Dallas, Minnesota, so. A key ending there, you'd like to have a little bit of cushion going into those last three games. Timmy, always appreciate your time. Enjoy that trip to New Orleans on Sunday. I will. Thank you, guys. All right, Tim, yeah, Tim 20 man, DetroitLions.com columnist joining us from Allen Park on the Roast Umber Coffee Guest Line. Roast Umber, they bring their beans up from Central America. They're roasted in Grand Rapids. 
You can order up Roast Umber Coffee for your business or home online at RoastUmber.com. Look for Roast Umber at your local stores. And also they have the ultimate uh, wake-up drink. No additives, no sugar. The Nitro Cold Brew in a can. Uh, Look for that at retailers. And you can order it online at RoastUmber.com. That is RoastUmber.com. If you want to join in on our Honolulu Blue, huge question of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. How many Pistons games have you been to this year, and how many have you watched on TV? It's as bad as I've ever seen it. And my Lord, how much longer for a rebuild? We'll talk to Keith Langloyd, Pistons.com, in about an hour. You can answer those questions on the Mercantile Bank listener line at one 838 4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Everything huge. 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Imagine this. Winning big at Soaring Eagle. Book your stay this fall in a luxurious first-class room and receive $50 premium play, a $20 spa credit, and a $25 dining credit. Rates are just $289 a night, Sunday through Thursday, and $339 on Fridays and Saturdays. Reserve your room now. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Huge here for my good friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now the Pistons and NBA action is out there with the NBA in-season tournament. Time for you to get in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Use code HUGE when you sign up, and then you can get 150 instantly in bonus bets. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code HUGE when you sign up, and new customers will get that 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on the Pistons or any NBA game. That's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and only when you use code HUGE. The crown is yours. Remember, code HUGE when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app to get that 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on the Pistons or any NBA game. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, Call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. Must be 21 or older, physically present in Michigan. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
We are back live across Michigan Wednesday broadcast presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow all sports, boys and girls, all season long at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, MHSAA on Facebook, and you can watch on demand and live boys and girls high school sports at MHSAA.tv. We'll talk about Tiger Woods. It was pretty cool to see him on the practice range, walking into the looked like scorer's tent, checking in, saying he's going to try and play a tournament a month. Bill Hobson, one of our LPGA and PGA Tour insiders from Michigan Golf Live, the radio version heard Saturdays during the golf season, TV version on Bally Sports Detroit year-round. He joins us. How are you doing, Billy? I am doing pretty well. It's always nice to talk golf at a time when there's a couple inches of snow on the ground. Yeah, 21 degrees, a blowing wind, a couple inches of snow on the ground, and I can't wait to get Bill on the phone and talk golf. (laughs) Well, it's better than asking me to meet you on the first tee at 2 p.m. Yeah, but it is cool. I I rewatched just a clip of him from the PGA Twitter feed on just hitting the ball. Still looks good. Still has that limp, I think, that will be with him forever. But to hear him him say, beyond this hero challenge down in the Bahamas this weekend, but that he's going to try and play a tournament a month, that is great news. I hope it happens that way. Uh, that would be good for everybody involved. And I guarantee you that there are some executives at CBS and NBC and Golf Channel who really hope that that can happen. Uh, because they've got, you know, they're faced with this issue of whether or not they can find a way to draw people to to watch the uh, the tournaments. And if Tiger does one a month, that could lend itself to a major per month, but it could also perhaps include something like the Players Championship. Uh, it could be maybe there's some sort of a non-major where he has a sponsor relationship that might uh, might make him a part of it. But we are getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. Because what we, what we have always kind of known is that he can, with some caution, still make a golf swing. The challenge is walking uh, for a week at a time. And, yes, there are some flat, friendly surfaces. Uh, Augusta is not one of them. Uh, but there are some out there. Uh, and that's what remains to be seen. We saw him caddying for Charlie in a tournament a few weeks ago, and that's great, but certainly that's not going to be a, a tour-length um, kind of a walk for him. So it all remains to be seen what's left in that right leg and how the rest of his body reacts to it. But it is exciting to at least you know see him out there again in any shape or form. Um, Billy, we, we, I, don't know, I don't know how much you would have wagered uh, on whether he was going to ever be seen again you know, with a club in his hands in a competitive setting, but I don't think the I don't think the majority of people thought it would ever happen. Granted, this is an exhibition week, but it's it's against a pretty good competition. So let's hope he does well, and more than anything, let's hope he is able to make his way around. Also, Tiger's showing his leadership, and he's done this during the Live Tour when it began, and even. As late as yesterday, talking to the media, he's on that PGA player board. Uh, Those negotiations really slowed down from all that talk uh, last summer. Uh, Your thoughts on what the future of the PGA Tour is connected to this live situation? Um, When Tiger speaks, people listen. And in his press conference, and he said, 
that what the commissioner did cannot and will not happen again. He was referring to the dishonesty with which Jay Monahan treated the players who are his bosses. Um, that was a mess. And it's not over with entirely yet. I, I haven't come away fully convinced that by the time we get past Christmas that Jay Monahan will still be the commissioner. Now, maybe he will be, but it will be with a great deal of attention paid to him by the players who, uh, I think it's fair to say, got a little lazy, got a little fat and happy, and stopped paying attention to what the commissioner was doing when they weren't in the room. Uh, and in the end, he ended up making promises to you know, the potential live world that he can't cash, that these players are not buying into. And to their credit, they've now taken a stand. That's why those discussions have slowed down and largely gone away, Billy, uh, is because Monaghan went out there blowing smoke and creating a deal that none of them, not none of them, but not enough of them would support. And that's all going to kind of blow up. I think we're quite a ways away from seeing a merger of some sort take place. Um, and we're also a ways away from being done hearing about potential player defections to live. So, as I say, on one hand, I think that the merger is not nearly done. I also think we might see some names, um, we might see some guys that we didn't think would ever go to live, go to live, because the dollars being offered are gigantic, and maybe they can't resist anymore. Yeah, what was interesting is that, did I see Rom reportedly, and again, what's real uh, what's fiction when it comes to Twitter and reports that was it over three hundred million to join the live tour? It was six hundred was the reported offer. It was wow. five hundred to Max Homa. Um, you know, let's let's not forget that even though for people living in the real world, there's some concerns about the health of the financial status of you know of the economy. That's not the case in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> They're doing just fine. So if they want to throw around Monopoly money and try to go and lure some of these guys in, uh, the size of the check is not really their challenge. Liv has never been about the turning of a profit. That's not the point of Liv. Uh, that's not their concern. All they have to do is frank the spigots around on the oil wells, and they'll, they'll make up for whatever they decide to pay out. Uh, the question is whether or not those players... Um, have decided that the price tag for their um, for their morality, I guess I would say, uh, is has finally been reached. Um, so I don't know. Uh, maybe Rob says, "Hey guys, thanks for the offer, but I'm not going anywhere." Maybe Max says the same thing. You know, after you play on a Ryder Cup team like Max did and like Rom has several times, um, I would think it would be really hard to go and run to live knowing that you won't be playing in any more Ryder Cups. However, Henrik Stenson was supposed to be the Ryder Cup captain, and he took the money and ran. So um, these days, Billy, everybody seems to have a price tag, and uh, so I won't be surprised if there's another major announcement at some point, but I will be surprised if we see this proposed merger take place anywhere before the time. I would say, though, man, and I saw maybe I, I thought I saw 300 million. If it's 600 million and you're John Rahm, 
and that is a firm offer. How on earth do you turn that down? Well, you know, I, that's a fair question, but it's it's also um, I don't know. Bill. It gets into one of those philosophical discussions of how much is enough. You know, Rom's Rom's making a rent range of eighty to one hundred million a year, so. Uh, you know, none of that money is realistic to to me because I can't relate to any of those dollars. I, I've um, <laughs> I've I've been blessed over the years to have all of my needs met, and I have never sat around going, "I wish I just had a hundred million more." So I, I don't know. I can't relate to it, but I can understand why it would be a very difficult decision to make. Um, but for a guy like Ron, who has at least for the most part, appear to be focused on legacy, then that decision becomes more difficult. Because no matter what you say about the future potential of live golfers, right now, they don't have any entry into world ranking points. They don't have any guaranteed entry into majors unless they have qualified some other way. Um, and so you're taking a big risk that you're, you're rarely going to be heard from again. I mean, just, uh, you know, look at some of the guys who I live, who you were surprised went. Well, when's the last time you, you saw Lee Westwood do anything or Sergio Garcia? Um, we'll see Dustin and we'll see Kepka and we'll see DeChambeau at the majors, but that's it. It's the only time you're going to see them unless you feel like diving deep on YouTube and going to find a, on the CW to go and find a live event. So from a career legacy standpoint, it's still not a good move. From a family financial legacy standpoint, it's a hard argument to make. Yeah, Bill, I'll just say this, and I go back to that Netflix series with the PGA on Dustin Johnson when he said it's lifetime security. Uh, I, I get the tradition. I understand all that. But if you're John Rahm, you are European. I know is Arizona State and you know lives uh, here in the states. But six hundred million is six hundred million, and that's the type of money they have in that Saudi public trust fund. Uh, and maybe they're doing that also by trying to expedite the PGA to finalize whatever agreement Live and the PGA Tour had. That could also be part of this. Could be, um, but remember that, that that whole thing, even though Monaghan acted as if he had the imperial power to flip the switch, that whole thing doesn't happen unless the players ratify it. And at least from what I'm reading right now, they're not going to ratify the terms as they've been proposed. Um, I haven't seen a definition of what it is they want changed but there, remember, there are a good number of players who turned down the initial invitation from Liv based on the blood and money argument, the source of the money argument. And if this, and they keep telling me merger is the wrong word, but I can't find a better one. If this merger takes place, that issue is still on the table. It, it's, it's still the same money coming from the same people that you had a problem with. And I think that's the the big sticking point. Um, There's one school of thought out there that says that there's a, like a venture capital group that's in America that might buy into, you know, 80% of it. And the others dollars would come from the PIF fund. 
It's very confusing. It's, it's actually kind of mind-numbing to sit there and try to figure it all out. Here's what I know, Billy. The more this conversation takes place, the less the average golfer, like you, like me, like everybody listening who loves the game, the less we care about professional golf on the PGA Tour. We'll turn our attention to the LPGA. We'll pay more attention to the PGA Tour champions. We'll watch the majors. I'm not pretending that we wouldn't watch the Masters or something like that. But week to week, this stuff becomes very disheartening. Um, it, it takes away from what I think was the, 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 the main lure of the competition each week, which was you don't make the cut, you don't get paid. You've got pressure on Friday, then you've got pressure on the weekends, and um, these elevated events and all this other stuff that turns everything into a grab for cash. Uh, it's about as attractive as it is when it happens in the NBA or when it happens in baseball. Um, it just turns you off. So these are numbers you can't really relate to. And the guys have become so insular and hard to get to know that I'll just become distant figures that are competing in this weird world that none of us have ever entered and never will. And um, I don't know, for me, it just kind of starts to lose a little bit of its luster. Well, the big thing that the PGA Tour really, since its inception, fought in terms of marketing and image was that it was an elitist group, okay? And, they, and they've gotten through that, and we've had the, you know, John Daly types and Tiger, you know, covered the whole spectrum. And I, I just believe that, it, like, in fairness of what you want to earn, where you want to work, what you want to do, if another entity is offering John Rahm $600 million and he takes it, I don't blame him one bit. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't hear you. And I, I, I totally understand that side of the argument. And I have no... Um, no axe to grind on behalf of the PGA Tour. I, I, I don't have. I don't care if it survives or not. It's not that big of a deal in my world. I, I love the game at the amateur level. I would just say this: um, I would love to think that there is still a place in this world for putting what you value among a, above a dollar figure. And I've had people say to me, "Well, that's because you've never been offered six hundred million dollars." True. And I would also like to think, I'd like to think, this is just my conjecture, that if it if the if the offer to me came from a source that I found detestable, reprehensible, and evil, that I would say no, no matter what the amount was. That's personal choice. And I, I see your point, Bill, and I I don't agree with everything going on in the world, but uh, the game of golf uh, there are people who are prospering uh, who use these golfers, and it's a two-way street. I, I was curious, before I let you go, I got about 90 seconds. Rory McIlroy was on that players board with Tiger and others. He was replaced by Jordan Spieth. The way he left abruptly, there must have been something he just didn't like about where this merger-slash-agreement was going. I agree. And my... Um my understanding is that it could be connected to Rory's desire to see Monaghan no longer be the commissioner and not finding the support for that, uh, that wish. Now, I don't know if that's the case. I've talked to some longtime golf writers and reporters who are on tour every week, certainly more than I am. Uh, and that's just one of the theories out there, but it was sudden. It was kind of surprising. 
Um, but after all Rory went through last year, and it did end up impacting his play, um, he, was the, he was the voice at the forefront of defending the PGA Tour and then basically got stabbed in the back like a scene out of Sopranos by Monaghan. I don't think Rory wanted to spend any more time in a room with Jay Monaghan. I agree, and there's some politicking going on. I've always wondered this, too, and I know they're going to try that stadium thing. We'll talk about that in a further uh, or further down the road in a conversation, but I, I do got to get to a network break. I, I have my thoughts that Tiger and Rory could take over golf and have their own tour and basically become the American version of uh, Live, but we'll get to that uh, next week or something. Bill, I got to go. Thank you so much. Hey, we talk golf in the winter. That's always fun. Yeah, I love Thanks, it. One, wonderful conversation. Bill Hobson, Michigan Golf Live. Look for the TV version on Valley Sports Detroit. 24-7, everything you need with this show is at thehugeshow.net. Big. Bad. Huge.